0: This is a podcast for the creative misfits, the right brain, rogue, or rebellious creatives who don't wanna do work and life the way we've been told we have to. It's for anyone who has felt a sense of dissatisfaction with their career or with corporate BS. It's for anyone who has struggled and wanted to find greater purpose, to experience more authenticity, creativity, freedom, and satisfaction in how they live and work. Let's build a new way of doing things. Welcome to episode three of the Creative Misfits Club. I'm Jessica, your host, and today's episode is entitled, What Einstein, Bob Ross, and sixth graders can teach us about creativity. So I'm super interested in creativity. I'm interested in how we define it, how we uncover and nurture it, also how we unconsciously squelch it, and how we can better use it in our work life today. So Chase Jarvis, who has a wonderful podcast called Creative Live, once said that creativity is the new literacy. I love that. If you go to Google and look up the definition of creativity, you'll find that there are three kinds of creativity. The first is exploratory creativity. That's the new ideas that we think of typically when we think of creativity. There's transformational creativity, which is sort of ignoring past ways of doing things or breaking previous rules to come up with something that's improbable but new and creative. And then there's combinational creativity, which is combining old ideas to come up with something new. So, Einstein said something that I find to be very interesting, which is creativity is intelligence having fun. And I'm super interested in this element of creativity which has to do with play or playfulness fun flow, a kind of unstructured, unpressured element to it. And Brene Brown identifies creativity, play, and rest as all very much going together. So she says play. What is play? It's time spent without purpose. It's something you don't want to end. And it leads to a loss of self-consciousness, meaning you're not kind of hyper in your brain, aware of yourself, right? You kind of lose yourself in it. And Brene also said, there's no such thing as creative people and non-creative people. There are only people who use their creativity and people who don't. Unused creativity isn't benign. It lives within us until it's expressed, neglected to death, or suffocated by resentment and fear. So I find this to be really soberingly profound, (laughs) that unused creativity doesn't, doesn't just disappear. First of all, that there aren't people who are not creative that your unused creativity doesn't just go somewhere or go away. It's almost like it metastasizes. It transforms into negative emotions, particularly judgment. And you know the saying, comparison is the thief of joy. So this brings me to a point that I think is really important to creativity, which is its relationship to joy. And we're conditioned to believe in our culture that fun or joy is something you reserve, like for weekends or vacations, Or maybe a few irresponsible minutes every month. It sounds nice. Joy sounds nice. But after a little while, it's like we better get back to the serious business of living. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves so bogged down in the shoulds and the to-dos and really divorced from joy. But joy or delight, it's like we haven't allowed ourselves to feel that in years sometimes. Maybe it's because of guilt or busyness. We've gotten so far from ourselves that we don't even know what the hell delights us at all anymore. But I think these are important ingredients for creativity. And I also think that joy and delight are actually profound feelings. It's They're not relegated to the nice-to-have-once-in-a-while category. I actually think they're really crucial for our growth and our creativity. So to me, a state of joy feels like expansion in my body. It feels peaceful. There's a lightness. There's an exhale. It does feel profound to me. It doesn't always have to be this sort of bubbly, zingy, rip-roaring fun to necessarily be joyful. I think joy can be deeper, but joy to me feels like up and out in my body. And it also feels like the space where we create from, where our unique creativity zings out into the world. So you may have heard my story. I'm a former classroom teacher, And at one point when I was teaching middle school, I was teaching an uh, an elective in creative writing. And I wanted to ask the kids, I wanted to facilitate a discussion around what creativity really was. I also secretly wanted to ask the kids because I wanted to hear what they had to say (laughs) about creativity. So these were sixth, seventh graders and their answers were really, really interesting. So there are a couple themes that came up. I asked them, first I asked them, what is creativity to you? And then I asked them, when and where are you most creative? So their definitions of creativity had, there were some themes that definitely emerged. Fun and play definitely emerged. Expressing your true self, a sense of freedom, something unique like your unique expression or contribution. One student said, it's all your ideas packed into a bomb and bang, all of it splatters into reality. Another student said it's a form of art, a way to express your true colors and who you really are. It's also a way to express yourself based on how you feel and having fun, they said. Someone said you get to have as much freedom as you want to be as abstract as possible. You get to channel another side of you. So there were also themes that came up as to when and where they felt most creative. Some of the themes were when they were by themselves. They often mentioned a kind of slack or space or unstructured time. A lot of them mentioned being in nature or listening to music. Again, the the freedom came up someplace where there is less structure and fewer rules. And what also came up was when they were moving their bodies in some way, skiing, soccer, riding, etc. One student wrote on the weekends when i have time to be creative and do random stuff and particularly saturday afternoon when i don't have to worry about school tomorrow and my brain is actually awake sobering for us adults one student said late at night ideas just come to me one student wrote i feel most creative at my pond one kid said sleeping in a tree so i think this is interesting i mean as usual Kids are very honest, and they're very perceptive. <laughs> so in our culture today, we have this sort of thing where we evaluate merit based on level of overcommitment. And sometimes, honestly, we just let our lives get sort of filled up. But this idea that if you really want to access real creativity, you have to build in some unstructured, freer, quieter, alone time, maybe time in nature. It's almost like over everything is the enemy of creativity. Overscheduled, overstressed, overtired. Okay, so what happens when the current work culture, I like to refer to it as the old paradigm work culture, because I think we're moving into a new one. What happens when that old culture meets creativity? And why don't they play well together, <laughs> in my opinion? So creativity tends to be sort of undefined by its very nature because it's often going outside of existing structures. I feel like creativity's best friend is curiosity, and it's like together they go off into uncharted territory, which frankly means that in corporate environments where there tends to be a heavier degree of control or predictability or norms, the sort of this is the way we do things vibe. And because creativity tends to defy predictability and even measurability, it's like it has this ineffable quality. I feel like this old paradigm work culture often just doesn't know what to do with creativity, or it's actually often squashing it. So this is what the current work culture feels like often to me. It's like they want creativity's amazing results, but they're not actually hospitable to its actual visit. It's like, think outside the box. But what this often means is some version of, give me something, not the box we have, like something better, but not actually that different, not so different that it makes us uncomfortable. Like, maybe we draw a circle around the box, so we can say we're innovating, but we're still comfortable. When, in actuality, it's like creativity might just burn the whole box down. Or it might point out that the box is falling apart and moldy. Or it might actually discover that we should not have a box, we should have a geodesic dome made of glass. Or maybe opening the box up reveals that half of who's in there doesn't even want to be in there anymore and they just leave. I mean... (laughs) It's like real creative outside-the-box thinking and ideas are actually really disruptive. So another reason why creativity and the way many companies work and hire don't often mix is I find that creativity isn't super measurable. The old paradigm wants things measurable. They want year-over-year results they can write down. They want resumes littered with a long list of measurable metrics like, I increased blah, blah, blah KPIs by blah, 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 50%. Frankly, as a person with a former career, as a teacher, I'll be honest with you, I super struggle with this because what am I gonna write here? 90% of students increase their creativity by 11% during the year. I'm like, I mean, I built great curriculum from scratch and I had engaged and happy kids. They were learning how to use their creativity and use their voices and tell stories and gain confidence. And I really feel like I achieved kids who felt seen and heard and like they mattered but it's not a fucking KPI. Like, Does that mean it doesn't count? I also feel like creativity has this inherent element that's ephemeral, right? It's not logical, it's not measurable, it's not super predictable, it's very unique to each individual, it's ever-changing, it even sort of defies definition, and it's inherently vulnerable and messy. But creativity is also essential for true growth, whether we're talking personal or corporate. Brene Brown said that the only unique contributions we will make in this world will be born of our creativity. And dear old Bob Ross said this, I can't think of anything more rewarding than being able to express yourself to others through painting, except you can replace painting with any word there. Exercising the imagination, experimenting with talents, being creative, these things to me are truly the windows to your soul. To me, I feel like the highest expression of creativity is when you can clear All of the clutter and the silt, when you can keep you as a channel open and you can access your essence, the unique combination of expression that's yours alone, and you can shine it out into the world in the most unencumbered way possible. In the end, creativity feels to me like we're finding our own perfect way to let the universe or creative intelligence or the unified field or God or whatever you, however you want to term that, flow the most clearly through us. It's like the cleanest, clearest way for us to send our gifts out into the world to touch others. And frankly, what could be more important? Okay, and because I'm a card-carrying creative misfit, and also I write poetry, here's a poem called Recipe for Creativity. First, remove clutter. Noise, people, pressure, blinking gadgets. Toss in nature, sun, plants, flowers, ocean sky. Measure your magic, a simple cup of joy and what you're good at. Steep with rest or meditation. Torch your resistance, show up every day. Garnish with bravery. Allow for failure and unexpected alchemy. Marinate for a lifetime and eat endlessly of the pleasures of making.